Welcome to the Mind Management Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Bullock. Our brains are on autopilot, sorting information and just giving it all meaning. Here I'm going to teach you how to take your brain off autopilot, take control, and manage your thinking so you can live authentically as you and love authentically. I want you to create a life that you are proud to live. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and good morning, my friends. Well, morning for me here. Happy Thursday, I should say. Um, You guys should know by now that I really hate starting these podcasts. I hate figuring out how to say hi and not jump right into the topic. So maybe I'll just jump right into the topic. But making smooth transitions is not my forte. So with that being said, today's topic actually was kind of a coincidence that it happened. And again, I didn't get to my podcast on my normal day. And then I had somebody reach out and ask about this topic. I've also been talking to a couple friends about it and I've been experiencing it as well. So I don't know if it has something to do with this holiday season, with 2020 in general. I feel like if any year 2020 is the one to really master this or maybe just fill it intensely. I don't really know. Um, But the topic for today is anxiety. Okay, sometimes I think that because anxiety is such kind of a buzzy word, like it's really prevalent, that we'll be feeling an emotion and we slap the label of anxiety on it. When other times I think it could be fear, it could be dissatisfaction, it could be disappointment, it could be so many different things, but we're so used to, like anxiety just seems like it's in our reach, like we're thinking about it a lot. We're seeing it a lot. So it's an easy one to just be like, anxiety, that's for sure anxiety. But here's the problem is anxiety. We have stories about it because it's so prevalent. It feels really big when we do slap that label on it. Like this is something that is just happening to me. Now, you know, I'm a person now with anxiety and it feels like there's no solution. It feels like something giant that's hanging overhead right? But anxiety is an emotion that is created by our thoughts. Okay. Second little side note. I am not a healthcare professional. I do not claim to be one. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I'm a coach and I love working with thoughts and I'm not trained to do the other. All right. But I know that there is is anxiety and circumstances of the brain that are created by chemical imbalances or something not functioning as it's quote-unquote supposed to. I think it's admirable and totally okay if we seek help when you think something is wrong or something might be off. If we had a broken leg, we wouldn't feel weak or powerless or broken if we went to seek medical attention for that broken leg. Like that's just what you do. But for some reason, we have this story, a completely different story when it comes to seeking medical attention for psychological functioning. So go get the help. If you need help, if you think something's off, go get the help from a medical professional. All right. Once you have that diagnosis, though, maybe they say like chronic anxiety, or if you just know that you're experiencing anxiety, I do think I have some tools that will help you. There was a time in my life after my second child that I had some postpartum anxiety, real bad, like 
fetal position sometimes bad. I remember calling my husband and talking to him on the phone and being like, I think I might need to go to the hospital. Something is wrong because the just the manifestation of that anxiety in my body was so large. But also at the time, I didn't have any tools to deal with the anxiety. And now I do. I am not immune to anxiety. I still feel it quite frequently. But now there's just a completely different story in my head when I am experiencing it. I've got those tools up my sleeve. So it does make it a different experience. Okay, so let's jump into it. <laughs> let's give you some tools and just some direction when it comes to anxiety. All right, first, what is anxiety? Anxiety is an emotion or a vibration in our body. Now, sometimes if the client was ready, I would sit down with them and we might go over the thoughts that are creating some of the anxiety. We would question them and we would notice them, but for this particular podcast, that's not what we're going to do today with the anxiety. We're not trying to change the anxiety, okay? Right now, we're going to learn how to sit in it, how to feel anxiety. So today, anxiety is going to be your circumstance, we're putting that anxiety, all the feelings right into the circumstance line because it's here. You're in it. You're experiencing it right now. So what do we know about circumstances? We know that they are neutral. Okay, so now the anxiety becomes neutral. It's not bad or good. It's just is. <laughs> it's just an experience right now. It's kind of like hunger, like the feeling of hunger, not bad or good. Maybe a little uncomfortable, but not bad or good. It isn't until we pair a thought with it that makes it bad or good. Maybe it's like taking a breath. For some people, maybe that's not a comfortable experience right now. Other times, maybe it is and it's refreshing. But it's the thoughts that we pair with the experience that makes it doable or not doable. Bad or good. I said bad like a sheep right there. That was not intentional, but... Just for comedic relief, I am going to keep that in there. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Um, okay, anxiety, neutral. We have thoughts, though, that make it so different, that make the experience of having anxiety so very different. All right, I'm going to tell you two different options here, okay? We can meet the anxiety with thoughts like, this is a problem. This shouldn't be happening. I'm out of control. I should be able to change this. What is wrong with me? Other people deal with this and why can't I deal with this? Um, I'm not capable of this. I can't do this. I can't take this anymore. This is awful. We can meet it with that story. But when we paired those thoughts, right? If we put anxiety back into the circumstance line, it's neutral, but we meet it with all of those thoughts we are just like anxieties at the bottom and we're just putting layers and layers of emotion. Like think about the thought, I can't do this. I can't take this anymore. When you think that thought, what do you feel? You might feel exhausted. You might feel incapable. You might feel small, powerless, right? There's so many different thoughts. Like how about the thought this shouldn't be happening? Now on top of it, if we know that we've been kind of gypped. We've been kind of given this really hard path and others don't have this hard path because we like to compare our lives for some reason. 
if we're thinking that, then what are we layering on top of the anxiety? We're laying almost anger. Like this is frustrating. So there's frustration and anger because this shouldn't be happening. Okay. It's not the anxiety that's creating that. It's not that experience of anxiety that's creating all of this other snowball effect effect of emotion for us. It's the thoughts that we have about our anxiety. I know one that pops into my head all the time that I think my brain has a lot of evidence to believe is that, man, if I keep feeling anxiety like this, like I'm going to, it's going to do something to my heart. It's going to have a bad effect on my body. And then I go into panic after that. (laughs) So my adrenals start pumping on top of the anxiety that I'm already feeling. My adrenals start pumping because I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is really bad. (laughs) I need to change this and I can't. So I have to constantly remind my brain, actually, I'm a human and humans are meant to feel anxiety. If we were not programmed and had all of the biological stuff, I don't really know. Again, remember that thing about not being a healthcare professional. Um, If we didn't have all of that stuff going on for us, then we probably wouldn't be able to feel anxiety, but we're completely capable of it and we're completely equipped to deal with it. So I like to remind my brain when it starts to spiral in that one that nope, actually humans are born for this. They are so capable of this and they've been feeling anxiety since day one on the earth. When I think that, the anxiety may not go away. Because remember, it's in my circumstance line. It's still there. That thought wasn't creating the anxiety. That thought for me was creating panic on top of the anxiety. So the panic that I feel does start to diminish. So now I'm kind of peeling back the layers. I'm just dissolving the outside. I think of like a gobstopper in either water or like vinegar, right? And we've layered all of these layers on top of that center that is just anxiety. So I'm getting rid of some of those layers by just combating some of these thoughts. What if the anxiety wasn't as big of a problem as we think it is? It is uncomfortable, but so is being hungry. So is feeling fear. And sometimes fear yields our best results. Like when we actually step into fear, it creates growth for us, right? The muscles have to break down in order to get stronger. It's that same thing. Like we have to experience some negative and uncomfortable emotions to get stronger. So that doesn't mean that uncomfortable emotions are bad. So what if anxiety isn't bad, right? So look at the thoughts that you have on top of the anxiety, about your anxiety. That's what I mean by allowing the negative emotion, allowing the anxiety, letting it be there because it is not the thing that's snowballing out of control. There's so much that you put on top of the anxiety that I think is a lot easier than we think to start breaking down. Another thing with anxiety Especially if you've been given a diagnosis of, you know, some kind of chemical imbalance, that anxiety might be there. And maybe that feels really immovable that like, this is just how my life is going to be. 
right? It feels like kind of crappy that you can't get rid of this anxiety. But if you have that diagnosis and now it's your circumstance, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I have one of my favorite thought leaders, Brooke Castillo. She's incredible. And she speaks pretty openly about her having chronic anxiety. And I remember the first time listening to one of her calls when she said one of the thoughts that she has is, I want to be an example of what is possible with chronic anxiety. I, my mind just exploded for a second. Like it doesn't have to be a bad thing. When I think that thought, like for myself, I don't know if I would even categorize myself as chronic anxiety, but I'm a human that feels anxiety frequently. (laughs) But if I think that thought, like I want to be an example of what is possible with this, it changes the anxiety still there. The anxiety is still a thing, but it changes the way the story about it, the way I think about it which in turn will change the feeling that I have toward it. Now I'm inspired and I'm motivated, still feeling all the anxiety, but there's a more comfortable emotion layered on top of that. Kind of cool, right? So look at the words that you have, right? Watch that brain. We're always watching the brain. The best thing to do is not to judge it, right? If we go into self-doubt And if we go into like, why can't I deal with this? I must not be as capable as somebody else who's dealing with this. Like, no, it's just taking the time to observe our thinking. And it does require some time. It does require some attention toward your brain. It does require sometimes for us that the sentence are all kind of, the sentences are all kind of blurry up there. It might require you writing it down, but Taking some time to invest in you, I promise it doesn't take as much time as you think to have such a big impact on you. So what if anxiety wasn't a problem? What are all the thoughts that you have that is making the anxiety that you feel feel a lot bigger and snowball out of control? You're putting on layers to that gobstopper, more and more layers. Write down your thoughts about when you're experiencing anxiety. And that might take... The next time that you experience it, just let your brain run wild. But like last week we talked about like getting up in that hot air balloon and watching the people just move around the earth. That's kind of what we're going to do, especially with anxiety. What was going on in your brain when this happened? Were you thinking that you are out of control? Were you thinking that this shouldn't be happening? Were you thinking, well, this happens more frequently for me than it does for other people? What were you thinking? And then take a look at those sentences individually. All right. There's, you're going to have a list of them, but I want you to take a look at those sentences individually. Get out. There's a tool called the feelings wheel. I think it's at thefeelingswheel.com or something like that. Tons of emotions listed on a little wheel that you can, it kind of puts them in categories. So you can find the feeling pretty easy right? Once you get that descriptive word, it helps. So read those sentences individually and see what feeling it makes for you. All right. Then I want you to write that down. I want you to say, okay, here's anxiety at the center, right? The next layer of your gobstopper. Oh, I'm having fear. I'm having fear because 
I really want the acceptance and approval of others, but also what I want to do might not give me the acceptance and approval of others, right? Whatever it is. Um, Little plug for my coach. I've been working with Kaylee a Good Thoughts Rising. She is a coach on codependency. And it's so crazy to see how much of my anxiety comes from my want and desires for people pleasing. Like all of my people pleasing stuff creates lots of anxiety for me. So as I've worked on that, the anxiety has gone down. It's just been really cool to take a look at my brain and have a coach take a look at my brain to find the things that might be causing anxiety, the things that I can't see that a coach can see. So at the center of that gobstopper is anxiety. Now on top of it, we have fear. What do we have on top of it then? Like maybe there's another thought in there that you wrote down that's creating self-doubt or a feeling of shame, right? Just take a look at the thoughts that you have about your anxiety and what are they creating? What are you layering on? Those are the things that we can work on. Even if, even if you have a medical diagnosis of chronic anxiety, you might not be able to make the center of that um gobstopper go away. Maybe you can with medication, which I think is totally fine, but all of the layers around it, you can diminish. So you're dealing with less of a giant thing. It turns in from this like big, heavy thing on your shoulders that engulfs your whole life and turns into this a little bit smaller thing. That's super uncomfortable. I'm not going to diminish that part because I know that for some people it's just really uncomfortable like the actual experience of anxiety is pretty uncomfortable but so many of you are just slapping that label of anxiety on there and we're not even describing what the anxiety feels like in our bodies right for me my heart (laughs) does weird things sometimes it quickens sometimes it has these really heavy just boom boom beats And that's when I start, you know, getting the panicky thoughts (laughs) when my heart does weird things. So there's the heart stuff that goes on. My palms get cold and I just, it's harder for my brain to focus. It feels like it's just bouncing around all day. So I notice my tasks during the day are very sporadic and they get done a little bit slower than on days that I don't have the anxiety. I notice the tension in my shoulders. I notice this kind of cold feeling in my body and my extremities, but my core is super, super hot. So I notice what's going on with my body. And when I get into my body and that's where I'm focusing on, the thoughts stop spiraling down. I don't continue to go into the story, right? It's just back into my body, back into sensations. And that's when I notice myself kind of nurturing, just automatically nurturing myself. If I feel like I've been holding my breath, once I pay attention to those sensations, the what's going on like in my body, I notice that a lot of the time I will unconsciously take a very big, deep breath. Like just as nurturing myself, our body knows what to do, but we can't just turn a blind eye and ignore what's going on with our sensations. So get into your body because the actual experience of anxiety isn't near as bad as our brain wants us to believe it is. Our brain wants us to believe that it's this scary, horrible, intolerable thing and 
we should just look away and not go there because we are not equipped to handle it. But you are. Get into those sensations. They might be uncomfortable. They might be. But your body knows what to do and you know what to do with that higher brain. Like I said, I feel like every time I start to feel that, a deep cleansing breath just happens normally. I don't know if I've trained my brain to do that, but when you take that deep cleansing breath, it does diminish the feeling a little bit for a second, right? Then it's going to come right back and it's fine. Okay. So once we've gone through the sensations, now it's like I've said before, kind of like that boogeyman under the bed, like that we're really afraid of. We turn on the light and it's nothing to be afraid of, right? Uncomfortable, but nothing to be afraid of. You can do it. Now the actual experience of anxiety isn't near what it used to be. So all of these tools, getting rid of the layers and then experiencing that anxiety, all of that is going to help build your new story about anxiety. Okay, so anxiety is now in the circumstance line. We used to have thoughts that was like, this shouldn't be here, this shouldn't be happening, but we're choosing different thoughts. Maybe some of those thoughts are, this is okay. Today we're going to do anxiety. We're totally capable to do anxiety. Anxiety is just a thing. Humans experience anxiety, right? And then we set different expectations for our day. Maybe we slow down the day a little bit. Maybe we plan some time for our brain to watch a movie. (laughs) I love to work on my brain. I do. I love it. I love digging into my thoughts. But also, I spend some time not doing that too. I give my brain rest. Lately, it's in the form of cheesy as crap Hallmark movies. That's what I've been doing (laughs) when I want to give my brain a rest. I can do Hallmark movies and fold laundry. But I'm meeting myself with so much compassion when I am in those stages of anxiety. Like, yeah, this feels a little weird. I like that one because it doesn't feel as heavy. Like, I'm like, yeah, this experience, like these vibrations in my body, they feel a little bit weird. I feel a little weird today. And that's okay. Still going to play with the kids. Still going to school the kids. Some things are going to require more effort than it would on a day that I don't have it. Okay, so we change the story. You could even go from all my thoughts there are pretty neutral, right? Like this is what normal people go through because I like the feeling of peace that they bring. But if you want to feel motivated and inspired, just know that that's an option for you too. You can get there. I promise that you can get there. You can get to the point where Brooke does, where I want to be an example of what is possible with chronic anxiety. That is an option for you, even if you're dealing with anxiety on a daily basis. That's an option for you to have that center of the gobstopper be anxiety, but on top of it, have determination and motivation and just self-belief like you couldn't believe. Nothing is off limits. And if you can grasp the fact that your thoughts have the ability, your thoughts are the thing that are creating your feelings. That anxiety might be there and we can pair it with something else. We can pair it with compassion. We can pair it with kindness. We can pair it with love for others. We can compare, compare, (laughs) we can pair it with whatever we want to, right? Desire, will, anything. 
All it takes is plugging in the right thought that works for you into that model to create that feeling on top of it. Okay? Anxiety is a neutral thing, my friends. You can put it into the model and it can become a neutral thing, especially when you're in it, especially when it's your reality. It has nothing to do with your capability. It has nothing to do with how good you are at being a human. Humans have anxiety. And if you have a chronic thing going on, it might be a while and that's okay. It has no effect on your results whatsoever. Put whatever emotion you want with it. Whatever emotion you want, but change the story. Remember, you can be the hero in the story. You can be the hero that figures this out. But along the way, we got to give ourselves so much compassion. Think about what you need and then you be the main source of what you need. I love you guys so much. And like I said, I don't know what brought this as a major topic. I feel like that's how it kind of happens. It must be the season. I feel like we all kind of go through our own little stories silently, but we're all going together. <laughs> Just not everybody talks about it. So if you're feeling lots of anxiety in this season, it's totally okay and totally understandable. Please try these tools listen to what story you have about anxiety and shift that story so it serves you because anxiety is just a thing kind of like hunger is a thing it's just a thing an experience in the body and we can do it and we're equipped for it and you are so much more capable than you ever give yourself credit for I don't think that we even understand how capable we are of all of the things that we want and dream and hope for in this world I like to think of like how God sees us and then how we see ourselves. And the only thing, like God knows our capabilities. He knows our limitless potential, but it's our thoughts and our thinking about ourselves that stands in the way of that. Because if we can't think it, then we don't think that it's possible. Therefore, we don't go out and try to do it. So start believing in your own capabilities. And anxiety is definitely one of those things we are programmed to be able to handle. I love you so very much. Have a wonderful week. We're going into Christmas here soon. So if you guys are struggling, if you're struggling on changing this story, please feel free to schedule a coaching call with me. I'm working one-on-one with clients right now. Um, I said in last week's podcast, I gave you guys the little teaser that I will be doing a marriage course in the coming year, at the beginning of the year, 2021. And I'm really looking forward to that. But if marriage and relationships isn't the thing that you want to work with, I still can help you. So schedule a one-on-one call and we'll just go ahead and coach your little heart out for 30 minutes. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Bye.